All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best? You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. Welcome to part two of our roundtable discussion about the changing face of KISS. Before we get started, let's go back to 1977 with the God of Thunder. Thank you. 
I want to go back to the pre-reunion era because something else that was happening around that time, you know, like the 80s and 90s, was the tribute band thing, right? That became like a big deal if you're a Kiss fan. I would go all the time. I mean, like I said, the Kiss conventions was big. Every year they'd have one or there'd be one at clubs. We would go see them. And it was always, you know, and even it's funny talking about that. They just had that competition for, you know, the greatest tribute band who wants to play at the mini golf. And, and it, it's, there's, there's tons of them now. And we're much more aware of them, obviously, through the Internet. But at the time, it was, you know, you would see all these different ones, usually at different clubs or and really the expos. That was the biggest. Every year there'd be a different tribute band at the Kiss Expo. Right. Right. And I think one of the things that's, you know, that, that uh, for which Tommy gets a, a lot of crap, uh, at least, you know, on the message boards and, you know, the, the fans who are kind of down on the whole thing, uh, is the fact that he was in a Kiss tribute band before he was in Kiss. Right. 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 Ironic, eh? Well, yeah. but here's the thing, okay? So, so is it, I don't know, is it? Is it ironic? Is it coincidental? Is it what you know? I mean, here, here's here's my take on it. I see it as kind of a good thing, not just because the guy was prepared, right? But I see it as kind of a, a natural thing. As far as look, if somebody's gonna wear that makeup and be that character now, don't you want it to be someone who naturally gravitated toward that character on his own, well before you know joining the band? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think that that would probably um, be good. You know, you wouldn't want some guy that, you know, was always a Paul fan that came in there prancing around with a hairy chest, you know, as Ace. You know, it, it wouldn't make much sense. So, you know, I think that is a valid point, yeah. Right. I mean, and, and you wouldn't want that. But also, you know, going back to uh, the Eric Carr thing again, or like the Vinnie Vincent thing again, those guys were had their own thing going on. Eric Carr was recording disco records. You know, with his own and repairing bands. stoves, right, right, and 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 Vinnie Vincent was writing songs. Well, he was writing with Kiss, but so was Tommy Thayer, right? I mean, but he was writing mm-hmm. songs. He was doing his own thing, and uh, and he'd been in some bands. He there's that video. Uh, I forget what what the name is, but you, know, you could see him on YouTube in pre-Kiss uh, ventures. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, bl- black and blue. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I was really a fan of that. You know, the the if you look up Miss Mystery, there was them kind of spoofing the Twilight Zone. Right. And they were part of that whole '80s metal, you know, hair bands. And I mean, a lot of people give them a lot of crap. I loved Black and Blue. I thought that was a great band. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, in that same vein of all those bands that were big at the time. You know, and so he does come from that. It's not like, you know, you know, you can find pictures of him, you know, wearing a cowboy hat going, ah, I'm country fair here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's coming from that that background, certainly. Sure. Sure. And I mean, you know, it, it, it was a I think everybody influenced everybody else. And certainly, you know, the, there was nothing, uh, you know, shiningly original necessarily about the way the black and blue looked or sounded. But then again, at the time, Kiss weren't, you know, really breaking new ground either right they were not inventing the wheel they're part of the pack you know in the same way that all those bands now you had to have the biggest hair and the glittery clothes and everybody they all look back now and go oh man what were we wearing but everybody was wearing it and and that's i think that's exactly it is the fact that kiss had become part of that group rather than kind of something bigger you know in that period Hi, this is Tommy Thayer, and you're listening to Podkiss. Rock on. 
Joining us now are two awesome special guests, one of whom has been on the podcast before, and the other of whom we welcome for the first time to the podcast. Gentlemen, why don't you introduce yourselves, say what you were just doing, and plug your show. Uh, this is Chris Senzak from the Decibel Geek Podcast, and I'm joined by Aaron Camaro by the uh, of the Decibel Geek Podcast. And we were just talking about the uh, our favorite top five bassists of all time, and we decided, you know, we got done with what we were doing. We wanted to check in with, with what you guys got going on. All right, so you know the the thing. Just to go back for a second, the thing that the, the point I was trying to make was just that if you got to have new guys in old paint. You know, I'm happy that it's a guy who who naturally put that stuff on anyway, right? I'm happy that you got uh, a Catman up there who was a fan who was getting kicked out of Kiss concerts to see Peter Chris, right? And I'm happy that there's someone up there who used to dress like Ace Frehley because he wanted to, right? True. And that's you know that's that's where I'm at. And, and at this point, the other thing that that you know that I want to say before we move on is that when they did do the reunion. By that point, and Cassius, you were kind of making, making I think, a similar point, too. I don't see the makeup anymore. I just don't. Right. When, I, when I see Kiss, I see the guys who are in the makeup, but I don't see the characters. Okay, and I think that, you know, if you look back and, you know, we see through the makeup because we're such big Kiss fans. But, you know, <laughs> the, these guys got to choose their own. That's what made the, the personas and the makeup special to begin with because Gene chose the demon because it fit his personality. That's what ah, he see, wanted to portray. See, you know, a, and, and the Catman wanted to be the Catman, and Ace wanted to be the Spaceman, and, and Paul Stanley, you know, he figured it out eventually what he wanted to be. Well, so, that, yeah. It's that's, a personality but thing. But that's a but that's the thing that we were talking about earlier. And yeah, they definitely made those characters come to life with their own personalities, but Paul's makeup was kind of designed by Ace. In a way, yeah. Yeah. And and Vinnie Vincent's makeup was designed by Paul. Right. You know, but Vinnie moment. Vincent really didn't have the time to, you know, it was a different time for Vinnie Vincent. And right, it was just spur of the moment. They were going on tour. They needed some makeup. Right, you know, and these guys quick, you know, they, they were employees. You know, they were whatever Gene and Paul wanted them to be. You know, so, you know, it could have easily been Eric Carr could have ended up looking like a chicken on stage, you know, <laughs> and kiss with the San Diego chicken on drums. You know, it was it was pretty close. <laughs> it too. Like it. Yeah, it, it was pretty close. You know, luckily... They ended up, however it worked out, where him to be, he could be the fox, you know, which is much cooler than a chicken. Well, and he did. <laughs> in my opinion. In, in that equation, I always want to be the fox, not the chicken. In, in, <laughs> my, in my opinion, I think you've got to, you've got to, in my opinion, you've got to kind of take what you can get at this point. I mean, right. it, initially, when with Tommy and Eric, I would have initially preferred to try the new character thing or honestly just drop it all together but you know we know they know where their bread is buttered they're sure. not going to drop the makeup when they took the makeup off it was a big deal because for a long time they wouldn't be photographed without the makeup on right so when they took it off it was a big deal for a little while mm-hmm. you know and eventually kiss started dying out and you you told me yourself you know towards the end their revenge you know these guys weren't making the millions and millions of dollars that they were in their heyday you know, so then what do you do? Well, you put the makeup back on, and all of a sudden it's a big deal again, and you're making those big bucks. But when it comes down to, you know, the decision that they made and why they made it, I guess I understand from a from a business point of view and from a promotion point of view, you know, the casual fans aren't going to know no different. But the true hardcore KISS fans, you know, and that's you and me and everybody that's talking here today, we know different and we expect better. Well, okay, right. so let me let me throw this out there, okay? The true hardcore KISS fans know different and they expect better. 
And yes. for me, as a true hardcore Kiss fan who knows different and expects better, my my eyes were less offended by old guy by new guys in old makeup than my ears were offended by what it sounded like when they reunited. Really? Yep. I agree with Gary there. You know what? There were good nights and there were bad nights. I, I remember the first time I saw them in, in on the reunion tour, I brought people with me who were musicians, and they were brutally honest, and it was kind of rough. One thing they said, and I will agree, is that Kiss sing really well, and the harmonies were brilliant. They, they, they sang like champs. Uh, there was a lot of energy. They looked terrific. It, it, Matt, you're right. It was like 1978 from 10 rows back. But, you know... It's one thing when you're in the arena. It's another thing when you listen back later, and I have the recordings, and I scrutinize the hell out of all of them, and it just wasn't there. It like they they sounded like four guys rowing in different directions in the same boat musically. I, right. I would have to say for the reunion tour, I think they were they were pretty well. They were it was well, you know, it's not going to be the tightness of the revenge lineup, and it, you know, but at the same time, I also kind of like. If you go back and listen to soundboard recordings from the 70s, they weren't exactly the most proficient live band back then either, guys. That's I have true. To di- I, dis- I got to disagree because they, while they were not, uh, you know, they, while it didn't sound like a live or a live two, what I would say is that they were able to recover really well if they went off the rails. I mean, Ace, Ace never sounded bad in the 70s. I'm referring more to the fact that, I, th- in my opinion, on the reunion tour and on... Parts of the Psycho Circus tour, they sounded. I think they were passable and they could pull it off. I think it was once it got to around the Farewell tour that things were that. That's when you had some really bad nights. Mm. But I mean, maybe it's, maybe my memory's faulty. But I mean, I'm I'm going based off of you know, and I've I've watched stuff on YouTube and I've seen stuff like that. But like I said, I've seen plenty of stuff from the '70s also where there's times where things go off the rails too. But they but, go right back, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to belabor this point because then, I, then it's like, oh, you're bashing, you're bashing. No, I'm but, not, and but, I'm not even looking at it as an argument. I just think we see two different things. No, I, I definitely, and I mean, look I, I, again. You know, it, it, from a, just from the heart, those were some of the greatest nights of my life. You know, yeah. and 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 I didn't get to see them in the '70s, so you know, I, I don't mind saying when. When the curtain went down in '96, and I saw them for the first time with makeup, I was in tears. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 in the best possible way, it was just a wonderful, wonderful night. But but you're not are you you're not saying in hindsight you wish that it was Tommy and Eric, are you? No, 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 no. And I'm glad. <laughs> I'm thank you for saying that. I'm glad that to clarify that. No, I, I it had to be those guys, just like it had to be those guys in 1973. Right. And and it wouldn't have worked had they put the makeup back on. You know, with any other lineup or any other time, it had to be that, and it was great, and I and it and I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the the you know what whatever we lose uh, as far as having to see new guys in old makeup, I feel like I lost a lot musically when they re- reunited. You know, I I was a really big fan of the Revenge lineup, but I'm also a really big fan of Ace and Peter and Gene and Paul sounding good. <laughs> Here's Kiss kicking some ass in 1997. Give this a listen.
I think they will end the run in the makeup, and and then that's it. I, I you know I really think Monsters probably the end. Yeah. And and only because just time wise, there's only so many days in the year. I I think Kiss 2.0 will happen, but only to the point of it will be a thing where Kiss will become a Las Vegas attraction. Right. And yep. they'll have the whole like the Love Guns stage show set up, and they'll have impersonators doing the show. Agreed. Right. Yeah, I remember. Uh, y- That's you a and, given. I'm sure. You and Matt. I think you and you and Matt um, talked about this the last time you guys were on my show. I can't remember, but yeah, I remember we were saying that. Like, wouldn't it be cool if I think this was you guys? That, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a Kiss Vegas show, like uh, with, with no. Like, no Tommy, no Eric, just all, like, it's like a tribute show, but go see them in Vegas. Kind of like the Beatles love thing. I think that'd be pretty cool, actually. I'd pay to I, see I, that. When it was Beatlemania, right. you know, that was, that was the first go-around for that was, you know, the idea that here they were doing the every era and different costume changes. That's definitely where I see it going. Is it a continuation of Kiss? No. no. It's something separate. It lives by its own thing. It's a different thing. That's why, like I said, I think after this this kind of tour... I think they're gonna they're gonna decide. Okay, this is it. Yeah, and then maybe focus on you know pulling the strings for those kind of things, whether it's a Broadway show or a Vegas show, or whatever. They're gonna control it, and they're gonna continue to even if they wrote new songs. You know, even if they wrote new songs for a, an event like that. Okay, but here's a new song by Paul Stanley. That would be successful. But at some point, you know, they're gonna take the makeup off, and that's gonna be it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. And I think, you know, uh, to get sentimental here for a minute, I, I suppose that's why I don't really get so upset um, about Eric and Tommy in that classic makeup because those guys do a good job of taking care of something that I care a lot about. Right. And, right. and uh, you know, I, I, I think I would feel worse about it if there were guys up there who, with whom I didn't trust in Trust Kiss. You know what I mean? Like I, right. You know, if they didn't take it well, seriously, or, or like, and we started this at the start of the show, but just the idea that if they had said, "Okay, Ace and Peter are out of the band, we're never going to wear makeup again, and that's it," they would have folded in what nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty, and then we wouldn't probably even be talking about this. Right. So it's, I think, and you know, going back, we've said it a couple times throughout this show. The fact that it's two thousand twelve and we can still have this conversation, that's something to that. Right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. It's, it's mind blowing. I, like, as Paul Stanley said, we couldn't have they couldn't have gotten to where they are without the original guys, and they couldn't be where they are now with the original guys. Right. I think that 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 couldn't be put any better. So that, that's it wouldn't work with Ace and Peter right now for obvious yeah. reasons, you know. And Tommy and Erica, as Gary said, who better to replace them than those two guys who were genuine fans of the band? You know, it, it just makes sense. That's crazy. Eric told me that he was. Um, on the uh, when he called into the show, that he told me that he w- he was first discovered Kiss when he was thirteen, and that blew my mind because now he's in the band in makeup. That is uh, quite the achievement, and Tommy too. Yeah, definitely. That yeah. I mean, like think about it. Like imagine me. I know that the the years are totally off, but I'm thirteen years old and I'm a huge Kiss fan. Imagine if I was in the band in twenty years as the drummer. <laughs> Or like that's crazy. Nobody could ever think of that. Yet it happened for two people. Yeah, but you know Just something. Two point featuring cashes. That's the thing, right? You know, we, we we say what we will about it right now, but that's how you give it meaning. Is is if there is a Kiss two point and, and you were in it, I would want to see it. You know, yeah, there you and, go. And I, Thank you. 
You, you know, really, well, so I mean, you know, before you were famous. <laughs> well, with you look like that, your makeup. We got a song now. This one's about. This one's about travel through time. This one's called a hundred thousand. Now here's Kiss in 1992. You're listening to Podkiss.
So let's just transition, because I know that it's getting late. Let's go around the table. Matt had an idea, and I think it's a good one, of just going around the table and saying, look, if, if, if they weren't going to have new guys in old makeup, what would be the new makeup designs, and can we come up with anything better or different from the classic Kiss makeup? And so who's first? Cassius, can you come up with a Kiss character? You know... All joking aside, I think it'd be cool to have um, uh, a new character that was kind of uh, had a lot of mystery to him and just kind of quiet and just very mysterious. I, li- I like that. A very cool idea, Matt. You know what? I think really they should. They, we joked about it earlier that, that the hawk makeup looked like the San Diego chicken, but I think <laughs> they could really they could put Eric Singer in that hawk makeup. Let him have his hair blonde again, have it all blown out, but give him a better costume than the yellow. Make it a black, you know, black costume, more like a black leather kind of outfit. A cool costume. But bring back the hawk makeup. It would be a tribute to Eric Carr, Mm -hmm. but yet something different that we've never seen live. And I think that would be a way, really, I think that you could almost get Kiss fans to really accept the fact that it's a tribute to a drummer that we all still love. It's something that we've never seen, and it's something that is, in its own way, original. So I think that would be a neat one for him. And then really outside of that, you know, like you heard in that piece of the start, we could have the pirate, the panda, the cow. <laughs> I really want to see the cow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this quick little contribution, then i got to go. But, um, all right. You, this look. This goes back a long way for some of the listeners that uh, were part of the Kiss Asylum board, and they'll remember this. Years and years ago, um, I think this was around the time there either it was right when Ace left, or there was discussion of Ace leaving. This is after the reunion, and um, Mark St. John, rest his soul, was still with us at the time. So this will become an inadvertent joke later. But <laughs> um, somebody on the Kiss Asylum board was pulling our leg and had a lot of us really going that thinking this was going to happen that Mark St. John was going to return to Kiss and portray a character called the Ghost. And there was talk of like photo shoots taking place and his costume was being fitted and they were getting ready to do the new tour and he was going to be a part of it. And it, it, they really built up the hype for this, which of course it turned out to be complete <laughs> bull. But um, so, but honestly, it's, it's actually an interesting character idea because there, there's so many things you could do with that. I think it would be kind of a cool dark character to you know sort of go with Gene. You know, so if I would uh, pick a new character, I don't know what the makeup would look like, but maybe one of our one of our listeners could uh, come up with a cool design for what the ghost would look like. Nice, very cool. And on that note, guys, I'm gonna have to go. I'm so sorry. Oh no, problem, Chris. On. It was See awesome you, having you on. And, and all right, you guys have a great night. Yeah, and you tell too. Aaron I say thanks too. Right I on. sure will. In between another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to save us some beer. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good one. But not yeah. Cassius. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, you're mine in the cooler. He has a non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys have a great one. See you. Too. See you, Chris. Bye. See, for me, I, I, I go a slightly different route here because uh, I, I, I've said this before and I told Ken about this idea, but man, if they were to get a new member of any kind, I would want it to be a really attractive sexy woman and have her wear the makeup design that's on the back of hotter than hell snooki i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> oh God. can you imagine Jeez. no hang uh, your head in shame okay <laughs> no 
kind of all of their makeup combined. Maybe they could do they could be like the Love Gun girls. I've seen with, fans doing that design. I like that. Yeah. The the all the all the like all the makeup combined where they have like the whiskers on one side. I think that's very cool. Yeah. It's way off the topic though of the fact that like we're not again going back to what we started before we even started record. It's not about who should or shouldn't be in the band. Right. It's who's makeup. So I think oh, that's the whole okay. discussion right, right, right. Okay. day. Okay. I don't know what I would want to be honest with you. I I I've given it some thought before, and I can never come up with, with anything like the makeup designs that they have. To be honest, um, I, I guess it, I guess I would sort of go sci-fi or horror, like a robot or an alien. Like those are things right. you know they could do. I mean, Ace is an alien, but he's more like a like a space explorer, I guess. But yeah, I never thought. I always thought of him as kind of a resident uh, along with the aliens, not an alien. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a space yeah, man. With that in mind, you know, right. you know, with that in mind, that really would be, I think, a good opportunity for us to open it up to everybody who's listening. We'd love to see what people can come up with and and have them post their designs either on the podcast Facebook or you know someplace like that. I think you know, really, can you, the podcast listener, come up with the makeup design that you think people would like to see? Very cool stuff. Yeah, and you know, let me just throw it out there, guys. I I did mention this earlier. Just remember, it doesn't have to be some kind of wacky animal. It can also be, as you know, Gary said, a UFO, a sci-fi thing, anything. That's a great point. You know, it doesn't have to be an animal, and uh, you know, really, don't be afraid to think outside the box. And yeah, we definitely are interested in like humorous, jokey, funny submissions because we like that sort of thing. But also sense serious stuff. You know, we want to see yeah. your ideas of what would work. You know, Gary, you were saying that you couldn't think of anything like as good as the designs that they have. But if you think about it, the designs that they have, if you really pick it apart without looking, like, you know, the designs that we think about, like, let's say, Zebra Man, a guy with zebra stripes all over his face, that sounds pretty stupid. But then, you know, it, there's no set design for it. So think about it. When they were all sitting in a room saying, how about the cat man, a guy with green eyes and whiskers? That sounds pretty ridiculous, but it looks cool as hell. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult to try to come up. Like, you know, the spaceman, he has silver things and the star child with a star on his face. That all sounds crazy, but it looks great. Well, because I think what you're getting at is that they weren't, I mean, it wasn't too literal. I guess with, star, with the star child, that's pretty literal. Yeah. But by and large, like, you 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 wouldn't necessarily know that that was a cat. You you might figure it out, but you you know you, right. it, it's it's I don't know. It's it, the the original Kiss designs are so genius because they're so artistic and they're not too literal, right? You know, and so be yeah. creative, people. Really, you know, do something cool, and and we would love to feature it on Facebook. Uh, if you're not already signed up for that, you know, friend us on Facebook or like us on Facebook. Whatever you crazy kids are doing these days. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll teach you, Gary. Don't worry. <laughs> but I want to wrap up the show with um, with a clip of the current lineup. And you really want to listen to this if you're one of the listeners who decided not to follow Kiss anymore because of their decision to wear Aces and Peter's makeup. You you might want to listen to this because I get your anger. I get your frustration. I get your disappointment. I I, I don't feel too upset about them wearing that makeup anymore i i got over it really quickly but i get where you're at on the other hand listen to this because this is kiss these are four people who care greatly about 
that the property, the music, the sound, and those characters, and they're still making great music. So don't let your principles or your, your nostalgia keep you from enjoying something that isn't going to last forever. This is called Kissing Time.
And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are Kiss, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the Kiss Army for the Kiss Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with Kiss or any of its members, past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, thank you for listening to Podcast, the Kiss fanzine for your ears. <laughs>